Hey gang, this is John Science. So I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it's been nearly 30 years since I got in the real estate business. I was 23 years old, it was 1993, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Well, those first four years were pretty challenging for me. And, you know, I paid attention to what I was told, and unfortunately what I was told was the wrong thing. But that's not unusual in our business. So many in our business focus on the wrong things. And when I mean focus on the wrong things, I'm talking about the activities that they engage in, that agents engage in, or that their managers or brokers encourage them or coach them to engage in, just simply the wrong thing. And what I learned many years ago is that real estate is not a retail business. It's not a business where people will walk in and say, hey, I need you to help me buy a home or sell a home. You know, maybe 50 years ago, maybe even possibly 30 years ago when I got into business, you know, the whole idea of floor time and having signs out and expecting people to walk in, that was still a little bit of a thing. But gang, that is not the case anymore. This is a direct sales business, real estate, which means that we've got to do the things that actually allow us to generate more business. Now, what I see most real estate agents do is they spend a lot of time on marketing. So, you know, social media, putting together mailers and 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 doing things that what I what I consider is passive. In other words, sending out information to the marketplace, kind of like carpet bombing the marketplace and hoping that people are going to respond. Now, I'm not suggesting that by doing those things, you can't generate some business, but you can. The problem is it's not going to be predictable, duplicable at a high level. If you're looking to do a high level of business instead of you know, a smattering, a few transactions here or there over the course of a year, but you want to do a high level of business that's predictable and duplicable year after year after year, you have got to, I'm, I'm marketing. I've got to let people know that I'm out there because that's exactly what my first broker manager did to me said, here, John, we're just going to make certain that the market knows that you're actually out there, that John Syatt's in the market. Well, the problem is that 30 years ago it didn't work, and it certainly doesn't work today. So, gang, let me ask you a question. Are you waiting for the business to come to you, or are you proactively going out there and engaging in conversation with people? And when I say proactive, I mean engaging in conversation with people, picking up the phone or knocking on the doors and introducing yourself to the people or reintroducing if they're in your sphere of influence. Are you doing that? Because it is a given known fact that the best way to predictably with duplication to close on a lot of business year after year after year is to be proactive in reaching out to people, which means then that we've got to focus on increasing our skill level and engaging in the opportunities to actually directly communicate with people, directly meaning face-to-face or over the phone, person-to-person. So I want you to think about that. When you look at your day-to-day schedule, how much time is spent actually proactively talking to people, proactively, not by chance where they reach out to you or uh, you run into them by chance, but rather by design, you're picking up the phone and calling people an intentional list an intentional list of people you call and an intentional list of people that you door knock versus the amount of time that you spend working on business cards, social media, and collateral material. The fact is this is a direct sales business. And if you want to close more business, you've got to hone your skill of communication. So just very quickly here, I want to give you the outline for what is a great conversation in real estate when you're prospecting. It's called the response pattern. 
the first step to the response pattern is this. This is really like a it's a it's a roadmap or it's a skeleton. It's a it's the it's the it's the infrastructure to a great conversation in talking to somebody, whether it's a FISBO or an expired or just listed, just sold, or a uh, somebody in your sphere of influence. But this is the pattern to follow. Step number one is to introduce yourself and ask a question. So if you were calling an expired listing, for example, it would be it would be this, ring, ring, they answer the phone and say, hello. My response would be, hello, this is John Syatt with Century 21 Everest. I noticed that your home was on the market, but now it's an expired listing. I was checking in to see when you plan on interviewing an agent to actually get your home listed and sold this time. Which would be best for you, a morning or an afternoon? Well, hey, John, thanks for the call, but we're not planning on listing with an agent at this time. So that's the first thing that I do. I just simply introduce why I'm calling. The next step, step number two, is to actually let them know that I'm listening. So listen, once they give, or once you ask a question, they're going to give you an answer. Listen to that answer. And the, the best thing ab- about this step is to make certain that you are actually proactively listening to them. In other words, letting them know that you heard what they said. So what I do in that step number two is I listen by repeating and affirming. I'm gonna use back some of the words that they have said And then I'm going to let them know that they have a right to feel that way or to believe that that's the best step at this point. It doesn't mean I agree with them, but I'm not going to argue with them at this point because it's way too early in the conversation. So when they say, you know, we're not planning on uh, putting our home back on the market, I'm just simply going to say, so you're not planning on putting your home on the market. You know what? If I were you, I'd feel the same way too. I've repeated and affirmed what they've said. It communicates to them that I've listened and that also I'm not going to argue with them because the last thing that they need is for a stranger to pick up the phone, call them and tell them what they're doing is wrong. That's the quickest way to make them upset and cause them to hang up on you. The third step is to just simply use a transitional statement to get from the topic of, hey, let's meet to let's talk about something else. So what I would say is after I've acknowledged what they want, which is to not put the home back on the market and to acknowledge they have a right to feel that way, I'm simply going to say, you know what, having said that, that's called a transitional statement, having said that, let me ask you, had your home sold, where were you planning on moving to next? Now, what I've done there, it's called a pattern interruption. I've changed the course of the conversation using a transitional statement. The transitional statement was, well, having said that, Where were you planning on moving to? Where you were planning on moving to, that question is a pattern interruption because it's a complete shift of, hey, let's meet to talk about getting your home listed to, hey, had your home sold, where were you moving to next? In other words, it really speaks to their motivation, why they were looking to sell their home in the first place. That is critical because what I want to do is get them off the topic of meeting with me to talk about listing the home because they're not interested in that at this point. But I know that I can keep them on the phone longer if we talk about other things, including what their motivation was for selling their home. So what I want to do in that that third step is ask three plus questions that are off the topic of actually meeting. So I would ask, so share with me, had your home sold? Where were you planning on moving to next? Oh, well, we were planning on moving to San Diego. Oh, San Diego? That's exciting. Well, what was taking you to San Diego? That's question number two. Oh, there was a job transfer. A job transfer, what is it you do for a living? Question number three. Oh, I'm, a, uh, I'm an insurance uh, sales rep. 
Oh, you are? Well, how long have you been doing that? Question number four. I've been doing it for 22 years. So you were planning on moving to San Diego because of a job transfer. Are you still taking that job? Well, I am, but I'm just going to commute for a while. Oh, you're going to commute. What? Is that the ideal situation or would you prefer to get your home sold? Well, no, I mean, ideally, I'd like to get my home sold, but, you know, I just don't think we can get it sold for the price that we want because it was on the market for six months and it didn't sell. So at this point, you believe that that you can't get your home sold because it was on the market for six months and you're planning on just for some time commuting. You know what? If I were you, I'd probably feel the same way too. Okay, so at this point, I've asked, I don't know how many questions, six or seven questions, and engaged in a conversation with him. At this point, that defense, that, that wall that most people put up, they have lowered that wall because we've been engaged in a conversation and I have actively listened to what they've said. So what is important at this point to do is to give them a reason as to why they should meet with me. So what I'm going to use at this point is a soundbite. I'm going to say this. Well, you know, Mr. Seller or Mrs. Seller, it's interesting. While your home was on the market for six months, my company actually sold 7,000 homes. Over the last 12 months, my company sold 7,000 homes, and your home was on the market for 12 months, and it didn't sell. So my question for you is, how many homes do you need to sell? And they're going to say, well, just one. And then my response is going to be, well, if we can sell 7,000, I am confident that we can sell yours. And I know that we can get you top dollar because that's what we did for every one of the sellers we helped because none of them gave their home away. Every one of them got the price that they wanted. That's why they sold. So what would work best for you? An afternoon and evening where I could show you how we could actually do the same thing for you. Now what I've done, that's step number five, which is circle back around to the closing question about, hey, let's meet and talk about actually getting your home listed and sold this time. Gang, that's called the response pattern. Step number one, I ask that question, the closing question. I let them know why I'm calling and and what my intentions are to meet with them. Number two, they give me an answer. I repeat and affirm. In other words, I actively listen. I let them know that I listen by repeating what they said and telling them they have a right to feel the way that they felt if they rejected my uh, offer to meet. The third thing that I did is I used a transitional statement. Well, having said that, and then step number four was to ask at least three questions. And then after three plus questions, I circled back around to closing them to meet for an appointment, which was my original reason for the call. And in the process of doing that, I used a soundbite. Gang, if you will use this pattern or this skeleton, this framework in your conversations with people, it's amazing what you can accomplish. You'll set a lot more appointments because people will feel a lot more comfortable, will allow you to lead them through longer conversations, which allows for more rapport to be built and more value to be seen and felt in the conversation. And you're more likely to set appointments and ultimately to list more homes. So just remember, your job is not to wait for people. It's not, you're not a marketer. You are a salesperson, you're a leader and great leaders go out and they bring their message directly to the people they want to serve, the people they want to follow them. You are leaders, so go out there and proactively and find your next client. Give these things some thought, and as usual, I'll see you at the top.